Welcome to episode 30 of Sparkle and Destroy podcast, a special edition, Van Life. Um, Dr. Kane and I are on the road for about 40 days, and I thought it would be fun to do a couple podcasts, just stream of consciousness, on the road, fun stuff coming up, um, weird facts. <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoy this. Uh, currently, I am in Carbondale, Colorado, looking out over my mother-in-law's beautiful garden um, and looking at Mount Sopris. So before things get too hectic, I thought I'd shoot off um, episode number one of the Van Life series, which uh, talks about Dr. Kane and my travels from California to uh, Carbondale, Colorado. So um, I hope to see you guys on the road. Haley and the Crushers is on tour in Colorado and across the Midwest. Um, Or just tune in for some of these random episodes and get a weird slice of life or meatloaf, as it were, as we are traveling about. So hopefully you enjoy this, and I will catch you on the other side. Bye. Hello from Richfield, Utah. I am walking my dogs, Mavis and Peyton Manning, outside of a dark bar in this tiny town um, in Utah. The bar is called the 86 Club. It was once a very um, unsavory place where bikers would hang out, and uh, we were very nervous to go inside. Uh, Then we walked inside, and we saw craft beer and succulents and realized, oh, it's all good. (laughs) Um, The the place we went to beforehand, uh, the steakhouse, uh, we walked in, sat down, opened a menu, uh, a lot of white hairs, and... uh, there was a menu item called the Trump. So we hightailed it out of there, found ourselves in a tiny, tiny, tiny little cafe and found out that there was one bar, the only bar within 80 miles. And that's where we are, the 86 Club. Um, at the tiny cafe, we did see, sit at a bar, um, a booth um, rather, where there was a sign that said, Tommy Lee Jones sat here which led us to wonder if Tommy Lee Jones um, had also peed in the toilet and we investigated further and there was no sign. So uh, this is our tour update. Um, Number one, we traveled from California to just outside Las Vegas yesterday. And um, today we went to Las Vegas, stopped in Fremont Street, walked a couple blocks. I let a distraught woman borrow my phone because she was lost and first but second thought okay this is the moment where i totally screwed up and my phone gets stolen by a tweaker in las vegas and then i can't get my work done while on the road but that did not happen um and then we went from vegas to uh utah and that was quite the drive i did not really see any of it because i was working the whole time on my laptop and reed was listening to 90s country on xm radio I think that just about fills you guys in. I did have a very sad iceberg lettuce um, salad, and I had a soup that was very runny, and the main vegetable, it was a tomato vegetable soup, with the main vegetable being um, mushy cauliflower. Um, There was Cholula, so, you know, sometimes you just gotta, you know, count your blessings and be grateful for what you have, such as life. Um, Anyways, we're stuck in this little town for the night. We did find a bar. It is a nice bar owned by a nice uh, nice family. There are no bikers, and I have no use for my newly acquired skill of roundhouse kicks, so this will not be a, um, a roundhouse kick uh, um, situation. This will not be 
a roadhouse situation. That's the word I was looking for. Roadhouse, roadhouse, roadhouse. Good night. Okay, I forgot a few things. So I've always um, heard about the fact that uh, Utah is very religious, a lot of Mormons, a lot of LDS, and the fact that there was a lot of dry counties and dry cities and dry towns. I would not call this place a city, definitely a town. And um, our bartender, who's actually from Las Vegas, uh, found himself managing this bar, the 86 Club, because his grandfather got ill and he came to take care of his grandfather, which is very commendable. And then um, his mom um, decided to open this bar, uh, rebranding it, if you will, in a more millennial suited fashion with a lot of, you know, uh, wood and uh, cornhole inside. That sounds gross. You know what I mean? Inside cornhole. (laughs) And so, um, so a Vegas boy ends up in, oh God, a guy on a tractor just drove by on the street. He was driving a tractor, George Jones style. Wow. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) In the, it's dark, it's about 8.30 p.m. in the glow of two super neon um, McDonald's signs, as my sister would call the, the evil arch, because that was her first job working at McDonald's. Um, I just saw a man on a tractor speed by at ferocious speeds for a tractor. Like, whatever he's got, it's a good fucking tractor. He just sped the fuck by. Um, it totally <laughs> lost my train of thought. That's hilarious. Okay, composure, composure. Anyways, this bartender. So he showed me what they have to deal with because the LDS mafia basically runs the state. And Reed has told me this many times, but you know I have to see it to believe it. And there are these little magnetic caps on all the booze bottles. He calls them like booze condoms. And basically when he goes to pour a shot, it has to be one perfect ounce and that little booze condom sends a little beep 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 to the computer the computer says you just served one ounce of whatever Jameson and um, then he gets audited at the end of the the month or the year or whatever and he has to make sure that everything matches so a boy a Vegas boy bartender not sure why I keep calling him boy he's probably like totally my age but this boy okay he um basically is used to pouring triples and doubles for his friends and stuff. So it's very interesting to, to actually see like how this works and the fact that you can't just buy beer anywhere and no restaurants have beer and you have to go to like a state sanctioned beer place. I mean, hanging out in Germany, I feel like that would be a thing because they're strict and weird over there. But like, I feel like Utah is the strictest and weirdest culture I've yet to experience aside for the tractor, um, anarchy. That's a little different. Um, so yeah, I wanted to tell you guys that that just was very interesting to me. Also, um, we on the road have been working on demo songs, which is kind of cool. We brought an acoustic guitar along with our normal stuff we're going to use for the tour so that we can play some songs that we're demoing and we're going to record in St. Louis. So that was kind of neat. Like while Reed was driving, I was able to sit in the back and like listen to garage band demos on my laptop and rewrite lyrics and like fiddle around with different melodies and stuff. Kind of cool. I mean, it's one of those funny things where when you're at home and you're at your house with all your things and all the laundry and, you know, Airbnb laundry and all the stuff that needs to get done, sometimes you kind of don't have time to do the stuff that you really want to do. And I feel like 
although it is hard to wake up at a rest station outside of Las Vegas and try to wash your face and like spill a jug of water all over the van floor and you feel like shit and you walk out into like basically the desert and you just look like hell and you're like I just want to have like a soda like I just want a LaCroix 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 whatever because you know I'm a vintage millennial and I have to have my sparkling water um it is hard but there are certain pluses and I think that it's easy to forget that those are um pluses like the fact that I can focus more on some of these these issues um issues (laughs) songs also uh did bring a letter that means a lot to me that I want to reread a couple times because it has a lot of advice about writing and about a writing project I'm doing and I thought that's pretty old timey. I'm going to put a letter in my journal with uh, uh, paper clips and read it and reread it and think about what it means. I mean, how often do you do that? I mean, I'm stuck to my computer all day doing email and work stuff that allows me to have freedom, which is awesome. But how often do you meditate on one message that brings you like insane amounts of happiness or like not even happiness, but just a, just a rich message that's filled with mystery? A rich message filled with mystery. How often do you have a rich message filled with mystery? I I don't think text messages really are rich messages, rich with history. Okay, I'm getting it confused now. Um, I just started walking past the bar and now I'm at Severe Valley Glass and Severe Valley Outdoors and there are tons of tractors parked out here. So I wonder if this dude who just like sped by um, bought his tractor from this location. Not sure. Could be. Um, so yeah, that, that's another thing I wanted to tell you guys on my first, uh, sparkle and destroy tour update podcast. You know, my sister tells me she really likes the interviews where I talk to people and not the ones where I ramble, but I love, like, sometimes I'll literally listen to WTF with Mark Marin and just listen to the monologue, and I won't even listen to the actual interview because I like to hear people's inner thoughts and shit. It kind of makes me feel, like, less alone, like we're all weird, and it's like what, like listening to an uh, audio diary, and I think that's really cool. And so, no offense to my sister. I'm not saying that I'm going against her very wise wishes, but um, I, I just want to do some rambling. I mean, we're literally in a van rambling across the country. So why shouldn't I ramble into my iPhone just a little bit? I mean, if I'm going to go full on like crazy hippie in a van situation, I should talk to myself a lot, right? Like just rambling outside of the 86 club, just talking to myself. I think it just goes with the brand. And as y'all know, it's all about branding. It's all about roadhouse. Hashtag roadhouse. Good night. Time is it? Ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock. Yeah, 10 o'clock. We slept in. We slept in Utah last night. In a rest stop. In a rest stop that was actually really nice. It felt like camping because it was so dark. This is our pre-coffee uh, thoughts about the trip so far, and I have my co-pilot as always, Dr. Reed Kane Esquire, who is holding Mavis in his lap, and she's admiring all the beautiful yellow flowers and big mountain ranges. Ranges? Canyons. Whatever. They're, they're hilly things. Uh-huh. They're not palm trees. They're not palm trees. 
uh, we dropped like, I don't know, 500 miles, yes, 400 miles yesterday, and um, I'm still a little uncaffeinated. I've selected to wear my brown boots today, I don't know why. Usually I wear black boots, but today, brown. Um, That's pretty luxurious, so you can fit two pairs of boots, I just want to add that in there. We're, uh... Can you maybe talk to some of the storage that you've created recently for the van, now that we have more room? Well, I've had, I've had some time, so I built some cabinets above the bed. The entire section below the bed is full of band equipment, so you have to find space for stuff elsewhere. So we have one wall of um, kind of stand-up countertop, which has a cooler and a toolbox and a little camp toilet. And then uh, a, a bed, and then above the bed, there's room for some cabinets, which is where most most of our clothes go. But Haley brings so much clothes that she needed another cabinet below the bed. Well, first of all, that's not true. I usually never bring that many clothing. The clothing. See, I'm not caffeinated. I can't talk. But this tour, because we're going to be gone for 40 days, and we're going on tour with our band, but also living our lives on the road. I thought I would bring more than just like two pairs of hot pants and a ripped up shirt, which is what I was doing last last trip. I think somewhere in between would be would be good. I know that I'm a guy so I only have pants, shirts, socks and shoes, but somewhere in between would be nice. But we'll see how it works. We can always uh, mail back the stuff you don't want to you're not using. But also our uh, our weenie dog, our wiener dog uh, Peyton Manning brought a lot of shoes too. <laughs> he brought Jordans. Uh-huh. He brought Chuck Taylors in two colors. Uh-huh. Adidas. Adidas. Sambas. Sambas and Skechers. It's the S. He says. So that's our pre-coffee ramble. Bye bye. We just stopped at uh, Green River Coffee Company um, in Green River, Utah. It's a very special place with a lot of weird things like wooden Indians, tons of books, records, and uh, a weird payphone, and a toilet filled with dirt outside. And I talked with the owner, who is actually quite nice, and she said that the town was actually a frontier, uh, is still considered a frontier, a western frontier, because they have no doctor and they're under a thousand uh, in population. So she said that very proudly. Don't need no doctors. Don't need no doctors. Don't need no doctors. Uh, Reed, what do you think of this coffee, the Buzzard Blend? Um, it's fantastic. It's doing its job very nicely, improving my attitude significantly. Yes, we are on post coffee. We stopped at a beautiful overlook where we could go out and look at the um, crazy flat weird rocks and go stand on these cliffs. Flat rocks, that's a very Yeah, flat rocks of different (laughs) colors, of many colors. How would you describe it? Sandstone? It was a large, it was a big canyon you could look out over. It was great. It was a big, great canyon. There were flat rocks, though. There were flat, a lot of flat rocks. That's what I got from the experience. That's all I got from the experience. (laughs) And we were jumping, like, I was, like, gonna jump from rock to rock, and then Reed was gonna jump from this other gnarlier rock to this other gnarlier rock, and then we were like, let's get coffee first. Because it felt a little uh, end of the band, end of our life situation. Thou shalt not daredevil without caffeine or alcohol. Right. So another uh, independently owned business. 
Uh, there were cockroaches in the bathroom, but uh, the breakfast burrito looks really good, and that's not going to ter- deter me from eating it. I the burrito s- appears to be roach-free. Yeah, the burrito appears to be roach-free. The only protein appears to be bacon and egg. So we'll keep you posted. Also, one more note. Apparently, up until recently, there were no stop signs in the entire county. Uh, Haley meant stop lights, not stop signs. There's lots of stop signs. Okay, not going to lie. That's a really weird podcast. (laughs) Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. It was pretty off the cuff. Um, I am now in the guest bedroom of my mother and father-in-law's house in Carbondale, um, surrounded by lots of taxidermy, including two beaver pelts, a buckskin, I want to say, thing on the wall. It's rather large, brown, and soft. Could be a bear. I don't know. I don't know. It could be a giant beaver too, like a really big beaver. I'm not sure. And a bunch of um, deer skulls with lots of uh, really pointy horns. So just to give you like a, an image of what's happening here, I have my amp and my guitar sitting next to me. I'm on the floor. And last night uh, we did a little bit of practicing. We will be meeting up with our Colorado drummer, Mr. Chuck Coffee. Coolest name ever, Chuck Coffee. I mean, I would buy that brand of beef. I would buy that brand of coffee. Um, I buy that brand of anything. Chuck Coffee, what a man. Anyways, Chuck's a badass, and he's going to be our drummer uh, for the Colorado shows that are coming up in Denver, Fort Collins, and Carbondale. You can get all the information for our shows at HaleyandTheCrushers.com or follow me on Instagram at HaleyCrusher, at HaleyandTheCrushers, whatever. You know how to Google things. Um, so yeah, we're going to meet up with him and we've never played with him before. So this will be like our fifth drummer we've worked with this year alone. (laughs) We got our homie Dougie Tangent that's going to be drumming for us out in the Midwest. So, uh, we're just kind of flying by the seat of our, uh, Wranglers and just going for it. So, uh, please, uh, keep, uh, keep in touch and follow along. Should be a shit show. Should be some high points. And uh, hopefully not too many high points in the Midwest, though, because I keep forgetting that marijuana is very illegal in some of these states. So uh, our very, very weak, very mild, very nerdy, um, CBD-heavy weed will have to either stay here or be enjoyed, um, you know, in Colorado or back in California. So uh, that's pretty much everything I have to say at this very moment, and I will be hopefully updating you with some more podcasts coming up. Um, I mean, I have a lot to do, like play a bunch of shows and drive a bunch and, you know, work on like all my work projects and actually demo some songs for when we record in St. Louis on tour. So I don't know why I'm adding like one more thing to it, but it just felt right. You know, it felt right. So I went with it. Thank you for coming with me on this audio journey. I hope that you're journey wherever it takes you is filled with at least one rich message filled with mystery. Hey, maybe this is it. If this is it, I'm cool with it. Just go with it. All right. TTYL. See you later.